Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Parent Trap Podcast. In life, there are a lot of traps, and parenting is definitely a big one. My name is Loria, and I am your host. I created this podcast so that minority parents have a space where we can talk about real problems through it some real families. Now, I want you guys to tune in. We will be posting episodes Monday bi-weekly. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Podbean. We're going to have some great topics. We're going to dig deep into our culture and make this trap of parenting a little bit easier to maneuver through. Go ahead and subscribe to our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome back to the Parent Trap Podcast. I am your host, Laria, and this is your podcast for minority parents. We're going to have some real families coming on talking about real problems. So you guys are in for a treat today. We have two guests and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But first, let me give you the topic of our show. We're going to dive into Hispanic culture and they're just going to talk to you guys about what it was like growing up in their household. So who wants to go first with your intro? Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy Rodriguez, and I am the oldest of out of three girls. Um, so I played the mom role all my life. Hi, my name is Dana, and I am the baby of the family. And, of course, I'm a little spoiled, they say a lot, but... It's okay. <laughs> okay. And what is your favorite favorite thing about your culture? Uh, one of my favorite things about my culture is how we are able to come together in moments of um, disaster or just sad moments or um, whatever type of moments, even happy. Um, we're able to get together and just either e- enjoy each other's company or cry with each other and um, share with each other and it not be resentful or, um, you know, anything in regards to, you know, you owe me. It's just really about being open and, and okay to sharing. She's starting off deep. I like that. I'm going to change my culture already. Let me check the box. <laughs> Go ahead. Dana. What's your favorite thing? Well, my favorite thing about my culture is the food. The food is really great. Yes. I mean, it has a lot of seasoning, maybe too much salt, but it's all right. Not good for my legs, but good for me and <laughs> <laughs> my tummy. Okay, let, let's let's feed off of that. What is the thing with salt not being good for your legs? What's your background with that? Like, is, mm. that, a, is that an old tale from your grandmother? Like, I'm eating all that salt. Uh, <laughs> My actually, my grandma has like salt problems and that her legs swell up, and I think it's just me being so close to her jumped to me mm-hmm. already young. Yeah, and I ask because black people always be like, "You gonna have high blood pressure? Eat all that salt." Uh, I feel yeah. like we all got our <laughs> yeah. different cultural things. Uh, <laughs> what is gonna do? It's oh, yeah. very true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like drink a lot of water. Right. Yeah. Like, 
You drink water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start off because this, this podcast is definitely about parenting. Um, what is the expectation from parent to child in your culture? And just to give you guys an example, like in African-American culture, like talking back is mm. frowned mm-hmm. upon. And sometimes having an opinion about something is like you can't do yeah. that in our culture. You could just say, uh, I don't like this, and you in trouble, and you rebellious. So what is the right. parent-to-child relationship in your culture? What well, well, what you said, it's like we get in here with a sandal or a shoe. They're going to yeah. find any sandal. How do you say it in Spanish? Though? Una chancleta. Chancleta. Chancleta, yeah. yeah. I saw a post on social media like, what did you get booked with? And all the Hispanic people was like, chancleta. Yeah. How do you say it again? Chancleta. Chancleta, yeah. Chancleta, yeah. 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 yeah and, they, and they say they don't miss. Mothers be like, I ain't never missed. They don't. <laughs> And my mama never missed. <laughs> It'll bounce all the time, hit you. Like, Dang, really, girl? You, <laughs> you know, at school, they, they taught us, you know, if there's a gunfire around, you know, you do zigzags. Mm-hmm. We did zigzags, and you still got hit, you know? <laughs> so. Okay, so let's get personal. What is your, um, I guess, deepest memory with being hit by the sandal? Like, for what? What did you do? Oh, I don't know. Probably nothing. Well, <laughs> she looked innocent, but... She looked innocent, but... Right. She just Right. Right. The middle child, though, she talked a lot. Always talked back. That was her. She always got what more than I did. Oh, yes. I was a sweet one. You were? Yeah. I'm just goofy. The other one, she was smart mouth. <laughs> Even in the teen years? Mm-hmm. You were the good one? Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Dana was uh, the good one. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's my goofy. sister that's between us. Yeah. She's smart mouth. I mean, uh, until this day, you know, she, she hasn't still changed. Is. She, she got whooped the most. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> one time she was. Right. Oh, girl. Yeah, <laughs> She was running up the stairs, and our stairs curved, and she still, like, the chancleta still here. My mom, yes. I was like, what is going on? That is hilarious. She said, my mama said, don't test me. You still, it's still going to get you. Right. She was down the street. No, that's super funny. So, being adults now, how has that dynamic changed? Because um, in my family, you're never an adult. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um. the same rules apply when grown folks talking. <laughs> you're grown too. Like, I thought I was 30. I can't have it. <laughs> What's happening? Actually, um, is different. yes, definitely. I think now it's... Um, uh, the relationship between our parents and like us is very much, you know, um, we're, we have a friendship when yeah. we have, um, definitely, um, the open table to be able to bring whatever we need to bring to the table and they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like joking around, um, I think God, my mom always give, gave us that liberty actually in our teen years to be able mm-hmm. to talk about, different topics it didn't matter about if it was friendship church you know um even like sex and mm-hmm. um just deep things rooted things like that um we were able to speak to her about it so mm-hmm. um in reality 
there there is a line of disrespect, but it's very like it's very far. Yeah. You okay. know. And I think it may be just my family. <laughs> and you know, a few it's a huge chunk, but I just know like when my immediate family is like, Okay. Right. People can't handle your the adult version of you. Right. right. Oh. As long as we don't curse, we good. No, we fall away. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. Sorry. <laughs> don't. Don't even. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, the next question is, what is the dating expectation? I know in some families, like, with us, it was like, with girls, it, me, until I was 16, and it still wasn't all the way fully receptive, but they let it happen. And with the boys, they just pretty much kind of had no standard. Um, they, I feel like they was just like living their life. They mm-hmm. was five years old talking about this is my girlfriend that they care, and everybody thought it was cute. But if a girl said it, it was a, uh, a lot going on. So what's the expectation in your culture with dating and marriage and things like that? Uh, well, definitely, we grew up in a Christian household, so our dating expectation was definitely to. Um, wait till you got married. Um, but the dating expectation is to bring whoever you're talking to home. Mm-hmm. And well for me, I have I'm I'm definitely daddy's girl. So I've really never brought anybody home except for one guy. Mm-hmm. And it's because the man I want to bring home is the man I think is worthy. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then you ain't meeting my parents. That's good. So, yeah. Okay, and what's the age around that? Like, if you were to be, and I'm asking this because being a mentor, I have girls that are in middle school that are dating and, like, actually going on dates, and I'm just like, whoa, that was totally unacceptable back in the day. But if you were to be in seventh grade and be like, oh, I have a boyfriend that I want to go to the movies Um, with, is that acceptable? And what response do you think Mm, you would get? Not at all. (laughs) No, we had to wait until we graduated from high school to be able to date. Okay. And then... Even that, in in our culture, not, and this is kind of like set aside from being a Christian, right? In our culture, we're supposed to be married by 21, 22, like at an early age, mm-hmm. right? You know, after high school. And the sad thing is that we're not really expected to go to high school. I mean, to college. Okay. I'm sorry. We're not. No. No, I'm sorry. We're not really expected to go to college. So it's basically like you graduate high school and your first mission should be find a husband and get married, have kids, give me grandkids, you know, and mm. then go on with life, do ministry and all that. But um, here, when you come into the United States, it's very different. Obviously, you know, you. At school, you have different expectations because you have teachers telling you, hey, you should go to college. Hey, you're, I think you'd be good at mm-hmm. this. And our parents weren't really strong in you should go to college or get a degree. They're basically like whatever you want to do, and um, which was fine. But as long as we work. Um, I wish they would have pushed me to go to college right away. But it all works out for the great of God. Um, but... Um, yeah, we were expected to get married right away, and when that didn't happen, I felt very disappointed mm-hmm. because I did get to become, I was engaged, um, but then when that didn't work out, I felt like, you know, there went my whole purpose mm-hmm. within 
my culture but at the same time I thank God because mm-hmm. where would I be if I would have gotten married at that age yeah. I would I don't I wouldn't have had the the capacity the mental capacity to be able to withhold the marriage at the age of 21 22 yeah and just to help somebody that may be listening that may be at that stage of their life what are some things you did to overcome that feeling of disappointment or like you know um, my whole purpose and I let my family down like what did you do to get past that stage um it was definitely a process I can't even I will not even lie to you but um one of the things I did was I found my purpose in helping others so at that time that's when I went and I did mission trips you know I went to Nicaragua and I went to Guatemala and I went to Mexico and I just gave and gave of of me um, the best way I knew how to, mm-hmm. and it was helping others. So through that time, um, through that time, it was just finding my purpose at that moment. Because mm-hmm. um, I love missions, so that's one of the things I would love to do for the rest of my life is travel, travel back and forth. But um, for someone that's hearing me, I would definitely let them know, find your purpose, you know, Find something that you love and just do it. Don't um, suffer or don't um, drown yourself in depression or in a loneliness thinking that you need this this um, certain expectation. You need to meet it because that expectation may take you to even a deeper hole. So I'd say find your purpose in something and you'll definitely, um, you'll definitely love what you you're gonna do yeah. <coughs> did you deal Dana did you deal with that same because I know you're single did you deal with some of the similar things she did uh, with not being not following that process of graduating getting married and whatever else um no I didn't I kind of my life went a different way than hers did even if I mean we're sisters and stuff but my life went a different, a whole different way. So, I mean, it's true what she's saying and all, like we're supposed to, but um, being a pastor's kid and all that, like, it's a lot out there even for us, you know, because a lot of people looked at us. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we're supposed to be this certain way. Like, for me, I'm one of, like, the troubled ones or whatever, but it's like, no, we not, you know, we're not my dad or my mom. We're not Marcos. We're not Nancy. You know, yeah. we have our own name. Yeah. We're ourselves. All right, let's get that clear. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> and it's not like I'm going to do whatever I want, but I kind of chose a different way of life. And, I mean, it was hard, but I made it through it. And I'm actually learning even now with life and trying to find still even myself at the age of 26. Like, I'm still in the process and yeah. trying to be like, okay, let me go this way, even if I'm not comfortable. But, you know, let me just see what is this about. So I applaud you two for just being so, you know, comfortable in your own yeah. skin. So, yeah, that is awesome. I want to backtrack. What, where is your um, native place to live? Like, where are your parents from? And did they grow up there? Or, like, when you, what was your migration like over to the U.S.? Okay. And something you said triggered that, like, duh, we should have did that first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, my both my parents are Puerto Rican. 
My dad was ra- born and raised in Puerto Rico. My mother was uh, born and raised in Chicago. But my mother's parents were both born and raised in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, my great-grandfather brought his family, which, you know, brought my grandfather. And then my grandfather went back to marry my grandmother and brought her to Chicago. And then so my 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 mom and dad met in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. because my mom was a troubled kid too and um like Dana <laughs> and oh, so girl uh, right and then um my mom was sent to Puerto Rico with an aunt of hers that pastored a lot a huge church in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and there at church was where my mom met my father and they prayed and then my dad moved here and married my mom awesome (laughs) so have you guys ever lived there or you just been in the u.s all your your life no u.s yeah Yeah. okay Mm -hmm. all right well we were both born in alabama and raised here alabama (laughs) yeah i love puerto rico but it's too hot Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's too hot (laughs) so close together too Especially being in Wisconsin. I don't know. I like mm. the heat. I don't, I've don't. i never experienced Puerto Rico heat. Oh, man. It's a whole different type of heat here. Yeah. I grew up in Georgia, and I love it. So, yeah. I like the heat. I've eaten. <laughs> Dreading the winter. So, yeah. Okay. So, this question may be a little <clears throat> tough and whatever. What What is, like, the thing you can do to just disgrace your culture? And this doesn't have to be like something you did, but what is what is it about your culture? Like somebody does that kind of how black people be like, no, nah, we taking your black car for that one. What is something? <laughs> <laughs> never heard that one before. Yeah, never heard that one. Yeah, no, I've heard it. Yeah, uh, I'm like, right, I'm sure. <laughs> I've had to take some people's black cars from them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know what? Like, like, yeah, this Come is just on. not working out. You know, we went through a, you know, a few rough seasons with Kanye. We're still in the middle of one. Man. <laughs> Come on. So, what is the thing to disgrace your culture that somebody can do to where you like? Mm, I, I think one of the things that. Just being extra and just too I, much. I don't know. I think one of the things that I disgrace about my culture were the people. Um, is when a lot of them come migrate from Puerto Rico here mm-hmm. to the U.S., they try to live off the government. Okay. That's true. Like, they just, they don't want to work, or they want to work, like, at a minimum, but then a lot of them are very prideful because they don't have much, um, so they try to look as if they do, yeah. they don't. Yeah. So that's one of the things that... I personally try to stay away. Yeah. I can't deal with prideful people. Can't come back. We start in um, the Puerto Rican card. Don't get your card revoked. No, no, no. (laughs) Right, right. I think that's a big thing, though, too. Like, not for nothing, but a lot of people from Puerto Rico do come like that. Even some of our family members came like that. Like, Mm -hmm. come on, we just help y'all come over here. Like, don't work for us. Work for you. Mm -hmm. We're trying to help you grow, not us. Right. Okay, so the next thing, what is acceptable discipline in your culture? Um, Being a parent, I think um, sometimes we don't know other forms of discipline Mm -hmm. exist. And 
talking to people in different cultures is kind of what helped me to be a better parent to where I'm just not whooping my child for everything to where sometimes I'll do other things. What, what in your culture was like normal for discipline? Well, I'm not sure if, well, in our household, if there's something I really thank God for um, within my father was when us girls would fight, he would, our consequence was that we had to say sorry and hug. Mm -hmm. Like that was, you could not do anything else. So up until this day as adults, when we argue or we disagree on something. Um, we first call mom, tell we, everybody. <laughs> right, we, we talk to my, right, my mom or my dad. But at the end of the day, we can't, none of us can go to sleep without apologizing mm-hmm. and hugging it out. So at this, at this moment, we all live under the same roof, mm-hmm. um, not with my parents, but us three girls. My other sister's married and her husband, they live upstairs. Dana and I live downstairs. So we still have that um, that installed in us that if we disagree on something, we need to some way talk it out, um, apologize, and hug. So. Okay, and just to kind of piggyback off, off of that, what about when it was something... <clears throat> Um, in conflict with your parents like they told you not to do something or they gave you a boundary or a rule and you broke the rule how would you be disciplined then I mean my, go ahead. she get the sandal first right. <laughs> my mom was definitely the discipliner yeah. in our family um, my dad uh, my my mom would whoop. <laughs> she did spank. Um, she didn't spank. She whooped. She, man, it was get to my room and bend over and I'm whooping you. Yeah, but she she would have a conversation with us before yeah. handle too. Yeah. Now my dad, it, there came a point at thirteen, fourteen where my mom didn't want to really spank us anymore. So my dad's long talks really, you know, shaped us up. So he would talk to us for a long time, <laughs> recite the Bible and everything. Um, but we, in, there we we had, we had structure in our house so that way that if we did get in trouble, you know, we definitely went through my mom first, mm-hmm. and then my dad. Mm-hmm. And is that just the positions they took, or is that the culture where the women usually do more of the discipline? And the man is just kind of like, or is it just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's just the positions that they took. Um, For most of my childhood, my father worked two jobs, Mm -hmm. a first and a third shift job. Um, And then my mom worked first shift. So my mom was more at home than, you know, Mm -hmm. than my dad. So she was, she had to. She was tired. Yeah, right. I'm whooping y'all today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad would hype us up, you know. He wrestled with us. Yeah. He threw us across yeah, the room okay. on couches, you know. He he did all that. Having three girls and he still rough. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, rough he, him up too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. He, <laughs> even, to day, even to this day. Oh yeah. He don't get out of it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Especially if you want to stay in the bed. Okay, we getting we here in your house. 
out. <laughs> Okay, so to just close off on a positive note, and I'll leave it open for anything you guys want to mm-hmm. add after this. What are the things about your culture that you are like, I love this, I'm going to pass this down to my kids, and mm-hmm. this makes me proud to be Puerto Rican? Um, yes, definitely. There's something that happened uh, last week in Puerto Rico that really made history in Puerto Rico. Um, that's going to definitely change the, the books. And it was how the people gathered together for two weeks and they rallied and they protested for two weeks for the corruption to end in the government. Mm-hmm. And um, weeks prior, or months prior, sorry, um, a couple of people from the office of the government were escorted by the FBI, mm-hmm. um, and now they're facing charges for fraud, and um, and then now, and then some of the governor's emails and text messages were leaked, and so basically the govern the the people were really tired of the corruption, mm-hmm. um, and this just doesn't happen now. This came from decades before, right? And so people just rallied up, and we saw just. A, a lot of videos where people would actually share food and they mm-hmm. they dance and they had music and, and even yeah there's people, people right there was people um at, at what we call el morro um which is the fort that people would go to the fort and they would get up at 5 a.m and they would go and pray and fast over puerto rico and over the governor well, what happened was at first the governor stated that he was not going to resign and he was going to complete his term. But it came to a point that the governor did um, speak to the people stating that he was going to resign um, because of the protest. And he he thought that, you know, this is this is it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely pray for the governor, you know, for the governor it's it's definitely something hard to do and he has a family but it was just so beautiful how these people sun up sun down they were there protesting mm-hmm. you know no violence uh no gunfire just everybody together in unison um protesting on on what they wanted to end corruption yeah so that is something i definitely um pass on to my children and it's about using your voice in the right way, yeah. you know. And also, um, I would definitely keep uh, the commandments my parents gave me or basically, you know, the, the foundation of our household, which was God, yeah. you know, and, and the principles in the Bible. So, okay. yeah. I think for me, it's just keep speaking Spanish and stuff because mm-hmm. nowadays, you can have Puerto Rican family holds, but they all speak English to the kids. So they're like, well, I don't know, Spanish. Like, both of your parents are Hispanic. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And, I mean, it's hard, though, too, because even for me, I don't, like, we don't live with our parents or, or even our elderly ones. So we have to go to them or talk to them on the phone just to keep having, you know, just having the language and even speaking it. And big thing is even um, writing it and reading it because I don't write and read it, but my sisters do. And it's because I didn't really want to learn like that. Like, 
it was cool, but I'm gonna go to school even for that, just to even learn how to read and write because, I mean, we're still Hispanic, you know, and yeah. you should still keep your old language and your knowledge going on to your kids too. Yeah. So, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, piggybacking off of what Dana said, definitely the language is very important. Um, and if you ask a kid, would you like to speak a different language? Most of the time they tell you yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. It's, uh, I think it's so beautiful when someone knows more than one language. Mm -hmm. Or let me say more than, you know, two languages or more. And, um, and also there's something that we do, um, when we see our elders of our family, um, mm -hmm. We do kiss on the cheek, mm -hmm. and then we ask them for bendición. Bendición means blessing. Okay. And then when you when you say bendición, they say que Dios te bendiga, which is um, God bless you. Okay. So mm -hmm. um, you you always tell your elders that so that way they can give you their blessing. Um, so that's definitely yeah, something very important. very important that a lot of families have lost throughout the way mm -hmm. because they don't keep those you know culture foundations yeah. oh, that's real true but anywhere you go you know in puerto rico anywhere that's always a you, you see an elder <laughs> yep you kiss him on the cheek and you say bendicion or even if you're meeting somebody yeah. that's mm -hmm. like how you greet <laughs> okay. you shake their hands and give them a kiss like hey, you know yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely a big culture of us yeah. <laughs> and that's a great culture in the u.s is sexual harassment but <laughs> <laughs> how you said it was like you're so innocent <laughs> Hey, but, <laughs> but I think it's still like precious to know that people are still that soft and gentle mm -hmm. and not tainted to where that right. can be a greeting in a part of the world. Right. So yeah, yeah, we gotta work even on, on our stuff phone. over here. We yeah. do. Right. Yep. We do. Even on the phone when they call you, you call them. That's the first thing you say. Bendición. Like it's weird when you don't, and even like, you're like okay, when it's young, like even if you're clicking fast, like dang, elderly people hang up quick nowadays. Like, yeah, you be like, hey, grandpa, grandpa, I'm trying to see how you doing. Oh, I'm good, good. Okay, but I'm like, yeah. I be like, grandpa, wait a minute. I thought it was Wait. just me. I'm no. like, why no. are you rushing me off the phone? That's weird. Yeah, I'm like, dang, they want you to check on. Yeah. I want trying to check on you and then look at you. Yeah, they don't have time for us. Right. They tired. Girl, <laughs> when they, you go to their house, they on the phone. Like, Wait. I'm a <laughs> I definitely just went through that. Okay, I'm going to say one of my grandparents, I was, um, I don't say I feel like they don't figure it out. Whatever. <laughs> they don't listen to this. But I was at her house. Like, she always, like, rushed me off the phone. And I'm there. And she was on the phone with somebody. For, I'm like, I am offended. Like, and I started asking my siblings, other, like, does she rush y'all's phone today? Like, yeah, so that made me feel better. Um, it's just like, you know, y'all kids gone somewhere. Maybe we'll get to asking for something after a little while. Right. I, oh, I, yeah. If I would have found out the other grandkids is getting more phone conversations, I think that would have triggered me. Like, uh, family meeting. Right. <laughs> right. Girl. Yeah. Well, my grandma even checks on me, though. She checks yes, on she us. Does. Yes. And like, I'm just kind of see how you doing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my bad, I ain't go over there, but I'll be there. Yeah. Do you guys have family meetings? Now I'm bringing that up. Is that a thing? We do. <laughs> we do. Not, not our immediate family, usually. No. Sometimes. Like, it'll be like once in a great while. Yeah. But, like, my grandmother's 
children and the you know our cousins yeah yes we do okay yeah at least if some major happened we'd be like and my aunt yeah. used to always call them and i'm just wondering like was that just her like is this just something mm-hmm. y'all do because it used to be i was always the one to get in trouble i was the dana of the family oh um, i would get in trouble at the family meetings so mm-hmm. yeah one time i almost got stoned because they was just talking about all this stuff i do and I was like, he who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> I tried to be real slick mouth. And then my auntie was like, oh, you think you slick? She sent all my cousins outside like, go get some rocks. Girl. Yeah, and so then funny. one of my cousins, uh, she came in like, sorry, Lavria, I tried to grab the small one. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, y'all, it's not finna stone me. I'm finna fight everybody. But that was no, funny. That's oh, my yeah. mischief, but. I mean, but we hang out a lot though together. We're mm-hmm. like a big, um, close family, mm-hmm. especially from here. We do. We do. We do stuff. Try to do as much, but we all got. I mean, not us, but everybody else have kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are but, your um, cultural holidays? Just throw them out there real quick. So. Oh uh, well, for sure. There's um the, the tres reyes, mm-hmm. three kings. So in Puerto Rico, Rico. um, Christmas isn't celebrated. Mm -hmm. What is celebrated is the three kings. And so families share the three kings story instead of the Christmas story. Um, I mean, our Christmas story is the birth of Jesus Christ. But a lot of, you know, other families, it's Santa here in the U.S. But we celebrate the three kings, um, which is January 6th. Uh, Other days... We go hard on birthdays, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. That's here and that's in Puerto Rico, yes, too. Yeah. We, go we go hard on birthdays. Make sure you have that pork, though, you know what I mean? Every birthday or specific year? No, no every, every birthday. birthday. <laughs> okay, I need yeah. to hook my Right. Puerto Rico. Right. Go to the south side. Okay, any other? There's. How many Thanksgiving is? Yeah. Same for us. Yeah, there's a. I'm sorry. There's a day in September. You know, which in is Easter, the Independence. In Easter, we all wear the same stuff. What you mean, like matching outfits? Yes. Or the same outfit every year? No, matching, matching outfits. outfits. <laughs> like every year for us was like I feel like we only wore a yellow dress all the time. <laughs> it was like four of us, us three, and my cousin. Like they'll always match us. I mean, what you know, age does that stop at? Girl, we we still be matching nowadays. Right. We stay, but my dad. So my dad is like, well, my mom made a rule like if you buy for one, you buy for all. So for her birthday, he buy for her and us. For my birthday, all three of us. For Anne's birthday, all three of us. I mean, you have a birthday to yourself, mm-hmm. girl. I, I had one though. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. The baby. Oh, slick with it. <laughs> it's like no, Dad, they don't need no shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was. I mean, but yeah. I mean, it's cool. Though. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The the other day that is celebrated is called the El Grito de Lares, which is um the cry oh, of yeah. Laras. Lara, sorry, mm-hmm. and um, which is September twenty third. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, a war that was broken into the the natives of the land, yeah. and I believe it was um, you know Christopher Columbus and his people. So 
Ah, sweet. Okay, and is there anything else significant that you want to mention about your culture when it comes to parenting or norms? Just to bless the people with some knowledge. Yeah, um, just one more thing. You know, in Puerto Rico, we try to always uplift our elders as long, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, our great-grandmother lived to be 92 years old, and, you know, it was a blessing. She was able to see... What, four generations, yeah. maybe even five, if I think hard enough. But, it was, you know, it was a blessing for her to be able to see that. And everywhere anybody went, road trip, trip to Chicago, it don't matter. You she know, was there. she was there. Yeah. So we didn't forget about them. We would never put her in a nurse, nursing home, uh, none of that. Um, you know, we took care of her just like she took care of all of us until the day that she passed. So I'd definitely tell someone, um, appreciate the time that you have with your elders. Okay. And And piggybacking off of that, how do you guys balance that with, like, living together and, you know, even right now, like, being sisters and roommates? And I know everything is not peaches. Peaches and cream. I'm not saying they get deep. But how do you manage having other adults in your space when, you know, Everybody has their annoyances and their different things. How you guys move past that and still stick together? Go to your room now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, listen, don't come in my room, okay? Right. Well, my sisters and I, you know, we, we know our limits and we know um, how to test them, of course. Push our <laughs> buttons. But um, we, we try not to do that yeah. we always try I mean, to be like in peace we communicate though yeah like, communication definitely yeah i mean just like a text or something what mm. else i mean i think <clears throat> not for nothing but growing up with her she didn't like dishes mm-hmm. and she was lazy of cleaning so i was like man i'll never <laughs> live with you dude <laughs> never you know because i was the one that always cleaned yeah i was the one that always cleaned mm-hmm. and so but now like growing up i think it's like really the best best thing ever because like, we know each other like she said but we also like have each other's backs yeah. like if i don't buy one thing she buys it yeah. if she don't buy mm-hmm. this thing i buy it like i don't wash really dishes <laughs> yeah she don't wash like, i'm glad she highlighted that <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen <laughs> i was about to put her on blast but you know this is because of how because i used to wash dishes all my life and I'm done. Listen. So you know, so it's just but she like she don't so I don't she I don't wash dishes, but she doesn't like clean much. Like I'm the one that cleans and then she's the one that washes dishes and I take care of the kitchen. That's it. The rest of the kitchen. Half the kitchen. (laughs) But (laughs) But yeah, we we just know each other. Now I cook. She do cook. You know. You don't cook at all? I clean the mess. <laughs> I clean the mess. <laughs> like, that is my part of the deal. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, we don't. No, but we don't. You know, if if um if I have it and Dana don't got it, you know, then that's that's how it is. If Dana got it and I don't have it, then she's going to put in. Yeah. You know, we don't have that. Bickering like no you owe me or yeah. I owe you like no never. You do it, you just do it. Right. So that's, right. That's, 
Yeah, that's a great way to be. It's how me and my brother are, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's definitely... It's better than having, like, a friend as a roommate. Oh, yeah, no, I can't do friends as roommates. <laughs> but, I <laughs> yeah. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's cool, though. It's really... It's really just... Like she said, we just know each other, and one of us has... We have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have it, the other one got it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So... If I ain't go, got milk, I'm going upstairs. Right. Taking <laughs> her real. milk. But she's, you know, it's the same thing with my other sister, you know. If she's yeah. at the store, hey, what do you need? Yeah. You know, and, and it's not nothing like, hey, I'm, you owe me this or, you know. Right, yeah. And that's just love and maturity. Right. Yeah, that most definitely. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, We will be back in two weeks with another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Share it with a friend and don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Have a great day.